host. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. To the Chest with Kristen and Christine is brought to you by iHeartRadio. My name is Kristen Nobles and today is November 22nd. This week's episode is about finance and breast implant illness. Ironically, my background is in finance. And I look at the investment I made in breast implants over 20 years ago. I was so young. And for a long time, I was really mad at myself because I can't afford these implants. What it's cost me to maintain my body to try and save my life, I have struggled. At times, I've almost gone homeless. I have been helpless. I have leaned on friends and family members, all while working at times six-figure jobs. But this has been so expensive. I have suffered so much. And when I took a step back and realized what was happening and put my finance hat on, I started to realize that this wasn't something I asked for. This wasn't a good investment. It wasn't fair. No one gave me the full disclosures to all the risks. No one told me that I could lose almost everything and that it would cost me millions of dollars to maintain these and I would maybe die. I didn't get the return and I don't even know what I invested in. Looking better, my idea of success at the time, I was 20 something years old. So in order to heal, one of the most important things I've had to do is recover financially. I've had to come up with a plan in order to be able to get the treatment I deserve, to get insurance, to take a step back and figure out what happened and how do I move forward. But what I want every woman to know that's listening right now is we have nothing to be ashamed of. For a long time, I was embarrassed that breast implants cost me everything. But now, like you, I want to scream it from the rooftop so it doesn't happen to other people. Money and this issue is tough. It is almost impossible to afford these implants. And what it costs me is everything. But what's gotten me through this is knowing that all of us are struggling, that this isn't something I should be ashamed of. I didn't ask for this. And I'm not going to give up. And just know that together, we are not alone. Christine, this week's episode is a very taboo and complex topic, almost as much as talking about our boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually money. You know, one of the most grueling issues that affects all of us. Mm. You know, the challenges we face as patients funding the exorbitant costs associated with breast implant illness is exorbitant, as I said. <laughs> and I'm truly amazed at what it costs to treat the disease. And I'm in awe of how survivors do it and inspired how they creatively finance the diagnostic, the treatment and the recovery process. But I'm also really sad at what we've had to sacrifice financially to try and heal. This is not easy for most of us to talk about as the financial impact is a very hard thing to even quantify. And the conversation's not just about money. You know, I think it's about the injustice. For me, the financial cost of this has become unbearable and it's the toughest part to ever talk about. I don't know how I've made it this far and I still have so far to go. 
Well, Kristen, I know it is uncomfortable, but let's use your experience as an example to help our listeners understand the true cost of the disease, as well as the obstacles you face trying to survive. Many people break down the costs in terms of the doctor's fees, diagnostic procedures, and the amount to do the explant, but it really is so much more than that. It's so much more and hard to even quantify given you have the sunk cost of what you put into the implants to get them in the first place. And then after the explant, you have the long-term cost given the damage that's been done to your body. Mm. Then add in all the opportunity cost of time off of work. And for me, it was unrealized potential because I couldn't work. And it's really hard to come up with a number. It seems like there's no limit. For me, the cost is still infinite and is ongoing. And it's honestly the most stressful and shameful part of my journey. And it's impossible at times. It's embarrassing. I mean, I have a background in finance and this has cost me everything. And I still struggle. It's hard to put a number to it given the freakonomics of all of it. Well, what has this cost you so far? I mean, can you give me a number? Maybe hundreds, thousands? It's like an SAT question. Kristen got breasts. What did they cost? Because <laughs> it's millions, <laughs> right? If you, put, if you put this together like a word problem, you know, assume that this cost me half my life, and most of that was my adult life, right? And the worst part was when I didn't have money, that delayed my treatment. And the longer it delays your treatment, the longer it takes to get healed and the more damage it's done to your body. So not having money actually costs you more in the long run. So just think about like my situation. I've been sick for over 20 years. You've read my chart. I have how many diseases? And on average, to manage all of that, it cost me a quarter of a million dollars a year. So you, you have just all the alive. diseases, Kristen. You have all <laughs> I really, diseases. I think I do. <laughs> and now multiply that, where, again, by 20 years, 250,000 times 20. And it's in the millions. I had no idea it was worth that or anyone who even has that to spend on themselves. I literally just got a statement from my insurance company bragging that they saved me, mm. not spent, but saved me $125,000 so far this year. Mm. So I'm 90 days only into my fiscal year, just 90 days, and they've saved me 10 times of what it would cost to do the surgery. So there's got to be a better way to do this given everything we know, and it seems to be in their interest to fix us faster, right? Oh. It costs them more money the longer we're sick. Kristen, that is insane. That is so insane. Can we break that down? I mean, the first major issue, the fact that BII takes so long to diagnose, and then once it is, the explant surgery is not always covered by insurance. The average explant costs, well, according to plasticsurgery.org, they say the average cost for breast implant removal surgery is $3,049. According to the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, they estimate the average breast implant removal surgery costs $2,641. Those are both very oddly specific. They both agree that those quotes are only part of the total price. What they haven't included is the surgeon's fee, the hospital or surgical facility costs, or the anesthesia fees, the Prescription for medication fees, the post-surgery garment fees, the medical test fees, the x-ray fees, the complication fees, the... Sounds like you're selling me a fees. Toyota with all these extra features. <laughs> <laughs> fees upon fees upon fees. So let's say conservatively, and I think this is your quote, Kristen, $15,000 for the surgery. But it can be much higher. I mean, it doesn't include the diagnostic process because, as we've learned, this is a diagnosis of exclusion. It doesn't include any cost if there are complications or if you want a reconstruction. I mean, when you got your implants, did anyone tell you you might need to have them removed or that it might cost you an arm and a leg to do it? <laughs> no, and. It costs more than that. They took my arm, my leg, my hips, my gallbladder, my appendix. And <laughs> I mean, the list goes on and on, right? And honestly, Chris, no, they didn't. And then imagine you find this out, you're getting sicker, and you're trying to finance all this while being so sick. It, for me, became a losing proposition because most people think when you're sick, you should rest and do self-care. But 
for me, I had to get this money to be better. So I had to work harder to afford the care. And as sick as people are, it's hard to get work. You know, plus, think, keep in mind, a lot of the women I know that got implants were in the entertainment industry where their appearance is part of their job. So a lot of them were afraid that if they removed their implants, they wouldn't even be able to get work. Can you imagine? Oof. You know, I was very ashamed, too, when people had asked me, well, why don't you just get them out? And I'd have to tell them that I didn't have $15,000 to pay for another surgery. I mean, I was embarrassed I didn't have the money and thought I couldn't afford to take care of myself. Like, it came with such shame. And I think now we're starting to get to the place where hopefully they will, with this new black box warning, fix this issue and women will know the risk and the financial things that can happen. But think about the millions of women like me who got the implants, were sick for years, and did not know this could happen to them. It just seems like you're on a hamster wheel. I mean, Kristen, I don't think you should be ashamed. One of the most common things clogging the bankruptcy courts today is the amount of soul-crushing medical debt Americans have. I mean, we are drowning in medical bills. And now with COVID, I mean, it's going to get even worse. On average, I think we've heard that diagnostic treatment and recovery process range can cost upwards of $15,000 to hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then don't forget to add in the original surgery costs. I think that's key because one of the things I think that is so important about this disease is to recognize that it is a disease and it's not something we elected to have. It wasn't part of the package. And for many of us, there's frustration because the illness is currently not recognized as a disability. So we, you know, can't get help if we can't work. And the treatment protocol is still being researched and flushed out. So there's no clear path to recovery. And for instance, in my case, this has been affecting me for over 20 years. And back then, we had this thing called a pre-existing condition. So for example, with my gastroparesis, if I wanted to change my insurance plan, my feeding tubes, my hospitalizations, none of that was covered. So I'm thankful now at least like all of these conditions and issues we have are covered. We can get treatment with insurance for these emergency issues. But the insurance companies you know, still don't recognize BII. And so that makes it difficult to even go to insurance companies to get it treated. So most of this is out of pocket still. <laughs> what was it like when insurance companies could deny paying for necessary treatments and procedures because they were considered pre-existing? I was petrified. Well, has it really changed? I mean, insurance companies still run the show in determining what they want to pay. And because you said it's still... Not an easy option. But for an insurance company to cover an explant, women have to have had a rupture or toxicity or be covered because of breast cancer. I mean, even in that scenario, there are not many plastic surgeons who take insurance. Exactly. So imagine your frustration. You've spent all this time and money getting diagnosed. You finally get insurance coverage. For me, it was like the highlight of my life. And then I couldn't find a surgeon in network. And this is a huge issue women are facing. They can't find doctors to help them and they have insurance. Well, research shows that most plastic surgeons are not in network. Is this because the insurance companies negotiate lower fees or the cost of managing the claims process and getting paid? Most likely both. And that a lot of plastic surgery is seen as an elective procedure and they're done in these beautiful for-profit private surgery centers. Some even have their own consumer financing. And as we know, that can be really expensive with super high interest rate. And many women are already paying years for the implants they have in now. Now compound another procedure and more cost and it's going to take them forever to pay it back. So I can tell you even with insurance too, paying for this, it's been crushing because I have, keep in mind, premiums I've got to pay, co-pays, deductibles. And if I want reconstruction, that's not covered. Yeah, you have to make a lot of money to afford this. I mean, nothing drains your bank account faster than medical debt. 
just doing the simple math, it sounds like you need to win the lottery, which is, in my opinion, never a sound financial plan. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not a financial planner. But, I mean, it's nice if you have that kind of luck. Well, seriously, I don't know if I can dust off my four-leaf clover to pay for this. But <laughs> seriously, you know, no one told me this up front. And if I think about just the hundreds of thousands of dollars I've invested, no one hinted at what this could cost me. No one told me that I would be sick or on the verge of bankruptcy, that my credit could be destroyed. I would possibly go homeless. And the amount of medical debt I would have would outweigh potentially my earning potential. Think about that. So, you know, I put my finance hat on with this and I compare these implants to like the liar's loans that collapsed the mortgage industry. It was very clear when those people got those loans, they proved that they could not afford to make the payments and the mortgage companies didn't qualify them as buyers. So they ultimately, Chris, were held responsible. And I truly hope we get to a place where the manufacturers are held responsible for what this costs us. Well, currently, breast implant illness is not categorized as a disease. Therefore, it does not have an insurance code. Therefore, it doesn't have a means to be treated by insurance. So some doctors are working around this and justifying the removal of the implant for causes like rupture. Exactly. I was fortunate enough that my doctor found a way to get me covered. But it's not easy. And until this disease is recognized with something called an ICD code, so it's got its own name and its own treatment protocol, women are going to struggle. And when that day comes, it will be game-changing, but... Well, until that happens, I mean, Kristen, what can women do? Well, let's ask one. Our next guest is someone who I consider a good friend. Her name is Kara Dunham-Lee, and she's a holistic health coach and currently surviving BII. And she and I talked a lot about this issue. We both struggled, and she speaks quite eloquently about overcoming shame and living a fear-based life as you go through this process and tips on how to survive and thrive. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
so much for joining Christine and I on Close to the Chest and being willing to talk about what we go through as BII patients trying to finance our disease. And I'm super excited to talk to you because you sent me a message that was just so open and honest about what you're experiencing as a BII patient. Do you mind sharing with the listeners a bit about where you're at right now in your BII journey? Yes, actually. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited because I know even since we've connected, it is amazing how people um, really still just don't know about what this is. One of the things that I was excited about, because after we talked and we were talking about finances, I was actually set to explant next Friday and literally my financial backing fell through today. And I'm just like, (laughs) I'm so sad because it's just, it's heartbreaking because one of the biggest problems that I've experienced is just this severe decline in health in a matter of months, you know? And so it was crazy because it was 10 years coming, but then this last couple years has just hit so hard that, you know, there's job loss involved for me. There's just thousands of dollars in medical visits that everybody keeps saying, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. And it's like, I can't walk, you guys. Something's wrong. Um, And then I'm not sure too, like, especially with your experience, but mine and a couple other ladies, like, you know, they came back one time for me and they're like, oh, you might have multiple sclerosis. Well, that's really terrifying. And you might have lupus and you might have this and you might have that. And so then you just wait and wait and you're you're excited that you don't have that diagnosis and yet you still don't have any. Being able to finance your disease, being treated and that hope and the creativity you have to use to get there. When you say that, what was your current option to finance? And do you mind sharing with the listeners what procedure you're trying to have? Sure. Uh, so first of all, I'm having just an explant. The doctor I saw Uh, wait six months to do a lift. So if that's something you want, you go back later. And so for me, we have, you know, we've gotten really creative. It's, you know, I had an average in Florida, like the top nine doctors are over $10,000 for explant. I was fortunate that this this man is $6,000, but that's a lot of money, right? Are you financing this yourself out of pocket? Yes, we are. We're cash flowing it mostly because we started on a debt-free journey last year and We've actually paid off over $44,000. It's amazing. Um, yeah, it's been amazing. Um, it's been insane. And sometimes it wasn't you know, easy or fun. But um, it was one of those things where I thought I had time. So the surgery wasn't my top priority. It was trying to get out of debt. But then when my symptoms increased, you know, now we're, we're out of money. And um, we have $2,000, right? So today, the other um, 4000 was going to come from a loan, finally, that we had been able to, um, I was going to take, it ended up being, um, you know, three months of my paycheck early, and then it couldn't happen. And so that's just like, it's just, it, it's crushing, actually. Well, um, to stop you, Kara, so that, in, do you have health insurance as well? Cause you do not. No, that's the other issue, which brings up something that I'm a little worried about because, as we all kind of are starting to hear, like, what if, say, you come back with a cancer diagnosis? Well, then then what do you do? Like, what do I do then? Because if I don't have health insurance, I can't fund cancer treatment. <laughs> I mean, there's no way. It's all kind of, I, I, I don't know, you know, that's the next step. I don't even know what that looks like. And I talked with a girl this morning over coffee who just found out um, that's what she thinks is wrong with her. She also doesn't have health insurance. So what happens after the surgery is something none of us ever thought about either. You know, in the States, a lot of people perceive that you can go to your insurance if you have it and they will just take these out. And even if you have health insurance, it's not guaranteed that you're covered. You know, insurance does step in when you have cancer. There are reactive programs out there that will help you. But I think as you've gone out and you've done an amazing amount of research, how many doctors did you talk to to find this quote of $6,000? I've personally talked to probably, you know, 10 different offices, but then stocked hundreds online, right? And I have talked to so many women in the breast implant illness group. Then there's a Florida breast implant illness group that I found. And I've probably individually spoke with about 50 of them. And you just, that's the other part of this. You you end up getting to where you're so overwhelmed to even make a choice, right? Because it is, it's cost. It's like, do I go with the most expensive person? Does that mean they're better? Do I go with this guy who can get me in two weeks versus the guy that I'm supposed to wait two years? Like, is he better? Like, is he better because he did the bachelorette? You know, like, I don't, it's just crazy. (laughs) 
So for me, and I don't know where you sit in this, but my self-esteem took a hit because I couldn't afford to save my life. Oh, yeah. It makes you not sleep at night and you feel, that's what, oh my goodness, it's just crazy that you said that because like yesterday, like I just sat in the parking lot afterward and I was just like, you know, 11 years ago, I thought it was safe, you know, and I thought that it was going to be okay. And I felt so naive because I felt like it's all my fault. And I mean, I know obviously things have happened in 11 years too that are different, but I just like, I feel guilty that I'm, I'm, I'm also angry that I'm in this position. I'm angry that now I'm putting my family in a bind to pay rent because I need to have surgery because I don't want to die. It's so frustrating and it's scary. And it's just like, wow, that's great. I just, you know, all this stuff. And yeah, so what you said is just you feel, I feel like a horrible person also on top of it just because I want to get well. And I will say this, you are not only not alone in those feelings, but the validation that you weren't given full disclosure is very, it's honest. The fact that you're pissed off is honest, Kara. Um, you know, I do some journaling for the show and people don't see us on the floor crying. They don't hear us negotiate in our head if life insurance is a better investment than surgery. Yeah, because you don't, yeah. You don't want to be a drain. And I think what we have to really do is a paradigm shift in this situation. And what I hope is the gift of our friendship is that, number one, we didn't do this to ourselves. You didn't choose this. And if it was $6,000, $600,000, the reason we connected is you really wanted to share your story because the average woman doesn't have $100,000 sitting in the bank to take time off work, go get the surgery, find the best doctor, network to the best person. And I think for you going forward, you know, what I hear you saying through your own self-talk and experience is that this has cost you a lot, right? Like it's more than money. What would you estimate this has cost you in the past 11 years in total time and money? Oh my goodness, time. Like huh. <laughs> so much because, you know, you sit up at night worrying about what's wrong with you. <laughs> so um, money, uneasy at this point over the whole 11 years, like maybe 100,000 or more. And then that's just to this point, you know, who's, who knows what's to come? Because I know the other thing I've been looking into is, you know, how do I detox afterward? How do I get well after? And so if you go to a naturopath, you know, and they don't take insurance either. And what are, are the ones I've talked to don't, I, I don't even think it's a thing in the insurance world yet. Hopefully it will be someday. Um, but, you know, I was figuring out the one I was specifically talking to, it would be about $6,000 to treat for a year that's out of pocket so again it's like okay <laughs> that's great and then integrative medicine doctors are also amazing but highly unlikely insurance covers it if you have insurance so then you're still out of pocket so so explanting itself does do a lot to at least make your body quit fighting what's inside you but in order to get well you still need money afterward and and that was one of the things that hit me really hard I was like wow like you you don't ever think about that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't anyway. And and it's another, you know, process. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the next five years? I mean, for me, I'm, I'm really positive and I, I hope everything's going to be great. But I still know that there's a base amount of money I'm going to need to also spend to get well. A lot of women are out there doing GoFundMes or Kickstarters. Is that something you've thought about doing as a creative way to raise money? Or has it been something that's, you know, held back? Because obviously I know you're probably very proud yeah, and it's just, it's interesting that you asked because one of my friends who actually is a girl who was looking at implanting and has like studied it for five years, thank goodness she she didn't, she was the one who kind of turned me back on to BII because I'd heard about it, you know, like six years ago and I just, it never registered. So it, anyway, she asked me just the other day, she's like, have you thought about doing a GoFundMe? And I just, you know, it's crazy because I don't know why I would give people in a GoFundMe money, but I just, it does, it feels bad. And I, I don't think it should, but it does. And I just, so yeah, no, I, I am so against it. And yet, I don't know. As your friend, I can say that both Christine, myself, and all of the women in the community are here for you. And, you know, you are a fighter. <clears throat> We're going to get the right solution for you. But if you had, you know, one thing you wanted to share with the women out there as someone trying to finance their explant. How do you keep going, Kara? <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Um, you know, I, I've always just been, I mean, it, it's kind of like this 
this weird thing that it came from um, just losing so many people from a really young age. But I just like, I love life. Like, and I've always said a million times in, in different scenarios, like as long as there's life, there's hope, right? The only for sure thing like that is in this world as far as like if you're dead and even then who knows, but I just like, I keep going because I just, I want, I love life. Like even as bad as some stuff sucks, like it doesn't matter. Like, I just, I don't know. And the older I get, and even when things get crazy like this, like, I, there's just the fact that we, there, we're talking today and we're awake. Like, that's why I keep going because I don't know. I always used to laugh when I was a kid. My mom would tease me because I'm like, I'm just curious. Like, I don't, I just want to see what happens. I just want to see what happens tomorrow. And here's the thing I'd like to wrap this up and share with our listeners. You know, you not having house insurance is not something that's uncommon in the U.S. It's very expensive. And it also doesn't guarantee treatment. And so I think as we move forward, we're going to really help the listeners. This is an ongoing problem. It's not going to be solved overnight. But with a community of brave ass women like yourself that are willing to face the shame, be vulnerable and not play into that narrative, we will get the attention. We will get the regulation and we will create something that our daughters, our nieces, our sisters do not have to deal with going forward in life. And your bravery is worth its weight in gold. Oh, thank you. Yes. It's just there will be there will be progress. Oh, I love it. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Wow, Kristen, why is it so hard to reach out and ask for help? How did that make you feel? Well, Chris, honestly, sad and motivated. You know, one of the common things we hear with women is the guilt they feel. I think in order to overcome this, we need to really destigmatize the disease and remind everybody from the victims to the insurance companies that we did not elect for this. But there's also a financial case to be made to treat this disease with the urgency it deserves. As they say, time is money, and the longer it takes us to be treated, the more it costs us in terms of health and money. I think with the right support, there is a financial case to be made that delayed treatment costs everyone too much. The insurance companies are starting to recognize this and ultimately understanding that treatment saves lives and money in the long run. Well, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. It sounds like there is a lot to be gained by the insurance companies helping women get treated sooner so they don't have long-term expenses because of permanent damage to your body. So how about we talk about financing? From where I'm sitting, 
I see five options for financing. One, insurance. Then out of pocket, which is your savings. Uh, start a GoFundMe campaign or other kind of crowdfunding. You can take out loans or you could put it all on your credit card. Right. That's crazy when you say that. That was not in the disclosure when I got these. <laughs> <laughs> and these are all the options we have right now. Plus, there's this thing called the swap out if the implants you have are recalled. But keep in mind, this requires you to get new implants, and that is not recommended for BII patients. I did this. But without the money, it required me to waive all my future claims as well. And my gut during the process of that time period said, hell no. And the manufacturer will not pay the full cost of the removal either. So really, given those options, most women are seeing a long delay in their care as they try and pull together the funds to be able to afford treatment. Yeah. Well, on that swap out, as not your attorney, not giving legal (laughs) advice, thank God for your gut. This does not seem like justice. I mean, according to the manufacturer, if you don't have any symptoms, you don't need to do anything, even if you have the breast implants that are recalled inside you. You can take the wait-and-see approach with respect to seeing if maybe you will, maybe you won't develop BIA, ALCL. But what if that makes you anxious? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they may or may not cause cancer. Let's see what happens. So there are two possible options for reducing that risk. First, you can swap out the recalled implants for others that haven't been recalled. Now, remember, this recall also is voluntary recall. It's not a mandatory recall. So you can kind of swap out the ones that have been advised to be recalled for ones that haven't yet been recalled or may never be recalled. Who knows? Um, At no cost, Um, the manufacturer's very generous offer of giving you the implants won't cost you anything, but don't forget you still have to pay for the surgeon, the facility, and don't forget all those fees upon fees upon fees. The simple exchange, according to the manufacturer, will reduce your BIA-ALCL risk, but no one can identify by exactly how much. Might be a little, might be a lot, who knows. Or... You can just remove the capsule and the implant. And they don't pay for that. (laughs) So That's on you. That's so frustrating. I mean, so first, I think the key lesson we learned, and, you know, obviously I'm proof of this, is that if you can, get insurance. Because you're going to need it for not only the explant, but the diagnostic process, any complications you have, and your long-term recovery. Many people like me have diseases now that we're going to have to manage forever. And insurance is how I finally was able to get mine removed. And it also covered my complications. Of which there were many. Exactly. And, you know, we noted for some people this is cost prohibitive because you have a large family. It's very expensive. And I encourage listeners to look now into insurance again because there are subsidies. And once you get a list of companies that maybe you can get subsidized or you think are a fit through someone, ask each of those companies for a list of surgeons that they have within their network and call around and see which ones actually do explants. And a lot of people chose their insurance company based on who their surgeon used, right? And once they have that, there's also the option if you do have insurance right now and they say they don't have somebody in network, Ask if they have coverage for any doctors out of network. Some companies will pay a percentage of the claim and you can submit that once you've done the surgery and hopefully recoup at least a portion or all of what you spent. So those are two options with insurance. Well, that's great information because as we've learned that if you're paying out of pocket, cash is king. And don't forget that you can always negotiate. Um, you can negotiate with the surgeon. You can negotiate with the hospital. Call them. See if you can negotiate your bill down. And then call them again and negotiate further. Um, and the same goes during your recovery. I mean, God forbid you have complications and need to be hospitalized for further treatment. You can always negotiate. And if need be, ask for a payment arrangement or some kind of financial assistance. I mean... The important thing is that it's better to have this kind of communication with the hospital and um, the billing department. It's better to confront your options 
rather than to just sweep them under the rug and pretend they're not there. Because you can always negotiate and figure out a way through so that you can get the health care that you need. Exactly. And most places have a social worker that will talk to you and help you find out what options are available and they know the programs. And it's been super helpful for me throughout this 20-year journey. I've used that several times. And another thing I tried, Chris, early on was a GoFundMe campaign. It was really important for me to do this. And when I was setting it up, a lot of women advised me to not just ask for the cost of the surgery, but also what it's going to cost you to survive and take that time off of work. You know, keep in mind, you will have no income because most companies, I was self-employed, so there's no sick time, right? You need to be able to buy groceries and pay your rent, et cetera. And at first I was embarrassed and we know even you know, in the community I'm in, people still bring it up and say, you were raising money for boobs. (laughs) And it creates a conversation starter. But I also had a friend who reminded me that when we get married, right, we have a registry and we ask for presents and we celebrate that. And when we have babies, the same thing. So let's push this concept of my friend is sick and we want to get her better. And let's have, you know, survive and thrive campaigns and parties. And, you know, don't be embarrassed because like you said, you know, we're trying to save our life here, right? Like it should be something we feel confident asking for help around. And there's never a bad time for a party. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So assuming that you are successful, you will not have to go into debt. And many people would like to support you who can. I mean, people do want to help. I mean, if you give them the opportunity and you reach out and you let them know you help, they will help. If they can, if they're able. But make no mistake, I mean, raising that kind of money from individual uh, donors is certainly a full-time job. I mean, crowdfunding is seven days a week for the duration of the campaign, and it's just really very stressful. And the end of success is not necessarily guaranteed. So just keep that in mind. No, exactly. When you go on these pages, you see how many people do need help and how this is becoming the norm. And for me, it was hard because that required me to go onto all my platforms and talk about what was happening to me and ask for help. And I was still carrying a lot of guilt and shame back when I did that. And for me, I really, you know, out of my pride, started to feel most comfortable trying to find ways to creatively make the money. And I started to get inspired when I saw many women using their talent to make really fun products. I saw everything from, you know, t-shirts to candles being made to, you know, all sorts of really neat BII awareness products. And that's how I started making the t-shirts. And, you know, out of a joke with our friends, we created this whole Sick Titties lifestyle brand, right? Because people kept asking what was happening and me being a little New Yorker crude was like my Sick Titties. And, you know, this brand was born and it really started is an intention because I was too proud to ask for help. And from coffee cups to, you know, t-shirts, that's how I felt most comfortable generating income. And it's something now that we're looking to grow. And I guess, as they say, poverty breeds invention, right? (laughs) So true. So true. You know, um, you're right. I mean, we did originally build the website and the store to help you fundraise for treatment. And I know you've been spending a lot of time talking to women who have been having a very hard time finding loans or room on their credit cards to pay for this. And that's all just, I mean, that's heartbreaking. Funny how they fall all over themselves, uh, willing to extend credit when you're trying to fund your implants. But when it comes to offering you the same consideration for explanting, crickets. Um, you mentioned that you have a background in finance. Can we share a little bit with the listeners about what you are trying to build? Absolutely. And I think that they were talking about, right, our lenders, people with money, people who want to help fix things. And I think before we get those people to step up and say they want to help, there's some key takeaways that, you know, got us here, right? Things that you and I have learned have really been the issues in the industry as a whole. And I think most important is that women need help. And in order to get that help, we now have to destigmatize this issue. And to do that, we need to educate people and raise awareness. You know, I truly feel like people will step up and provide the resources we're asking for once they understand that, first and foremost, BII is not an elective disease. I think, you know, so many of us were stigmatized that we chose the implants, we chose this disease. And through all of the new legislation and women sharing their stories, what's becoming really apparent is that we were not given full disclosure. And And Kristen, really, seriously, 
Who goes into something and says, hey, I want to get sick? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> or give up everything I have to have boobs. Like, let's be real. I think you're absolutely right. And now we're rising up and realizing that not only is this not our fault, but the medical debt that we all carry, it's not a personal failure. Like we didn't do something wrong and BI patients need coverage and care. We need to be able to be treated. And I think most importantly is that this is an injustice. You know, the narrative that we've learned through meeting all these incredible experts, doctors, survivors, drivers, people have been doing this for what, 40 years? Is that there was not full disclosure. The black box quote warning was not given to us and therefore we didn't have informed consent. And I think based on that, once we educate people that this problem exists, the response I've been getting when I've been asking for support in building this community is incredible. People want to contribute to the solution because now they buy into the fact that this is a problem. And a lot of people did not know about this before we started doing this, Chris, right? Like, I think we've had to educate people that BII is real. It's something we did not choose. And there's a solution for this injustice. And thank God we saw it during the podcast, right? Yeah. I mean, that's so true. I mean, here's the thing that I think we really need to highlight in this episode. Um, because millions of Americans are struggling with high medical bills. It's not just women with BII. I mean, it's America. Americans have an enormous amount of medical debt. And it's a growing problem in the U.S. So... But in this instance, women deserve an affordable way to fund their treatment. Bankruptcy or death are not reasonable choices. It's insane. <laughs> I mean, the Kaiser Family Foundation has found that people may forego the care that they need, including doctor's appointments and tests and treatments and prescription medications, as they struggle to pay their other bills. Um, they deplete their long-term savings. They damage your credit. They even declare bankruptcy. And all these problems, they can take years to overcome. You're absolutely right, Christine. And I think that the financial solution to this is out there. You know, I was blessed to have a mentor who was incredible. And he taught me his quote, which was, the solutions to life's most pressing problems are out there. But what we need are people. And those people have to be willing to organize the TLC, as we call it, into a sustainable organization, able to willing to support the community, people who are dedicated to this. What is TLC, Kristen? Tell our listeners. And me. It's another fancy finance acronym. But, <laughs> you know, for us, it means technology, leadership, and capital. And after meeting all of these experts and survivors and thrivers and advocates, for someone like me, it became clear that we could find the technology, we could find the leadership, and we could find the capital that this community needs and design a solution to support them. And I really look forward to working with the community to expand our current website, Sick Titties, into something that's more <laughs> corporate ready, um, but offers them a care as an e-health company that will really be the change we need to see and offer women the solution in a safe place so they can survive and thrive. Well, I think this is exciting. I mean, I think it's clear that they need a safe place to connect, to meet accredited experts, to get real facts, and to access resources key to healing. Exactly. And we're updating the website now with the vision and what we plan to do to expand the site in the community. And I think it's really important to do this with the people that have gone through it. You know, I have a good friend that you know who always says, don't ever take directions from someone who hasn't been there. And I'm really hopeful with all of the incredible survivors and advocates and experts we've met, we can create a way and a program that will allow us to save women valuable time and money and emotional suffering as they get diagnosed, treated, and healed. You know, I know as we've learned, it's time is everything. And I don't want people to lose valuable healing time. And I think what we really come to understand, and I, through my recovery right now, is that it takes more than a surgeon, but a village of people just helping us heal from the inside out. For me, it was the other survivors that truly lifted me up at times when I felt really down. Well, we can build all that on the premise that together, we are not alone. Close to the Chest with Kristen and Christine has been brought to you by B Noble Media Group and iHeartRadio. A very special thanks to our guest, Kara Dunham-Lee, 
You can find Kara on Instagram at Kara Dunham Lee. That's K-A-R-A-D-U-N-H-A-M-L-E-E. Kara Dunham Lee. Now I'd like to share some gratitude. A very special thanks to iHeartRadio, Joara Parker, and her iHeartRadio marketing team. And a big, big thanks to our executive producer, Ramsey Yount. If you or someone you know would like to know more about breast implant illness, please visit sicktitties.com. That's S-I-C-K-T-I-T-T-I-E-S.com. Also, please follow us on Instagram at sick.titties and at bnobleart, that's B-N-O-B-L-E-A-R-T. And we would also love to have you join our Facebook page at bnoble on B-I-I. And please remember, you're not alone. Together, we can beat this. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the podcast author or individuals participating in the podcast and do not represent the opinions of iHeartMedia or its employees. This podcast should not be used as medical advice, mental health advice, mental health counseling or therapy, or as imparting any healthcare recommendations at all. Individuals are advised to seek independent medical counseling advice and or therapy from a competent healthcare professional with respect to any medical condition, mental health issues, health inquiry, or matter, including matters discussed on this podcast. Close to the Chest with Kristen and Christine is a production of iHeartRadio and produced in our studios located in Atlanta, Georgia. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon Jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.